Hey folks, here we are. We're doing something new today. We're on Vimeo. Vimeo video, and that should post everything uh, on the sites as they need to be posted, except the Family Money Farm group. So when I'm done here, I will post this over on the Family Money Farm group. And today we want to talk about more of the protection component. You know, we talked yesterday about auto insurance and homeowners insurance and and got into catastrophic liability and I, I just you know touching on that there were some things i talked about that are important uh the catastrophic umbrella policy which starts at a million dollars of liability coverage and that is basically an overlying umbrella over top of everything in your life it requires a minimum liability on your auto insurance and a minimum liability on your homeowners. Uh, the auto insurance with some companies is 250,000 minimum liability on the auto and 100,000 or 250,000 on your homeowners policy. When you purchase a catastrophic umbrella policy for a million dollars of excess liability, the premium is going to run anywhere between $150 and $250 a year. Uh, it is an important amount of coverage. Uh, I usually have my, what I refer to as my rule of thumb. And, and in that I would say, okay, if I have $250,000 of assets or value that is not including my home, does not include my 401k or IRA accounts. It is other investments, personal investments, rental property or whatever. And I have 250,000 or more Then I would highly, highly recommend that you look into purchasing a catastrophic umbrella policy. Uh, that has just simply been for all the 40 plus years I've been doing this. That has been my rule of thumb in, in deciding, do I need a catastrophic umbrella policy? Remember your IRA 401k, people cannot sue you and take those. So if somebody sues you in a liability setting, oh, there goes the camera, in a liability setting, they cannot get at your 401k, IRA, etc. And in most states, they cannot get at your life insurance cash value. So the only way that those kind of things become available is through a bankruptcy. Uh, in a bankruptcy, you have to declare everything uh, and, and you know, that's the problem. Uh, there are, are strategies. I'm not an attorney. I don't practice law. I'm not giving legal advice. There are strategies to hide and protect some of those assets. I'm not going to go into that here. Uh, send me an email and, and maybe I'll give you an idea or two in, in that realm. Send me an email. So anyway, so that's the auto and the home and the catastrophic umbrella policy. The next item coverage we have is disability. Now, disability, this element is element number four. So it would be recognized as protection number four. Disability insurance, you, you are 12 times more likely to become disabled versus dying. So disability insurance is extremely important. Uh, 
because it is the only way to replace some amount of your income if you become disabled. Now, if you work for an employer and the employer provides disability insurance and they pay for it, then the benefit to you is going to be taxable. If you go to your HR department and you purchase disability insurance on your own through company benefits, but it's paid for with payroll deduction, so you actually pay the premium, then the benefit is tax-free. Okay, you get the idea? If I have an individual disability policy that I purchased myself and I pay for, it is a tax-free benefit. That is sticky sometimes in, in the way that operates, so you have to be careful of what you're thinking and how you're doing that and, and, and setting up whether it's going to be taxable benefit to you or a tax-free benefit to you. Now, another item in this disability is, is the, the length of coverage. And a lot of people, when you first look at disability insurance, it can be quite expensive, especially for professional people, because now you want to look at the definition of disability inside this disability policy. And the definition of disability, it could be a myriad of different definitions. Now, the best definition that, that there is, is your occupation for life. Now, that is only available to doctors, lawyers, engineers, people that are professional, uh, educated, and, and that, so they can get the best level of coverage with the best definition uh, of occupation. Another definition in occupation is reasonably fitted by education, training, and experience. That is related to the definition of disability under Social Security laws. Some disability policies are going to have your regular occupation for two years or five years, etc., and then the definition changes at some point in time to fitted by education, training, and experience. So it is very, very important to understand these definitions of disability that are in these policies because it's where you could get in trouble with coverage. So now on, on, on top of that, you want to control the cost. So you have the ability to establish an elimination period. In other words, a waiting period before the benefit starts to happen. And it could be a 30-day, seven-day benefit period or, you know, a waiting period or a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, six months, up to two years waiting period. Now, let me, let me expand your thinking a little bit. I really want to have disability benefit coverage, but it is really very expensive. But remember, we're talking about the mastery blueprint, the financial coaching mastery blueprint. And rule number one is save enough money, 20% of your gross annual income. So if I'm saving enough money and I have accumulated 
50% of my annual income in cash, accessible cash. That gives me the permission to have a longer waiting period on this disability policy. If I have acquired other assets and, and I'm doing okay, I can make the disability waiting period as much as two years, which would, would really knock down the premium. Because my biggest concern is long-term disability. My biggest concern is permanent disability where I'm gonna be disabled ongoing. So that gives me some ability to have great long-term disability benefits and have a much lower premium to pay for it. But again, the whole idea of, of the financial mastery blueprint is, is a macroeconomic approach. So that I'm working on all these little pieces of my components of my model, so to speak. And I want to create maximum efficiency in everything that I'm doing. Now, there is another piece of coverage inside this disability drawer called waiver of premium. Now, what is waiver of premium? That is attached to my life insurance policy. And you may or may not have this benefit because whoever issued or wrote the application for the policy in their own mind, remember that the opinion that the salesman has is going to cause the, the interpretation of what the salesperson thinks you should have versus explaining it to you and giving you the choice. A lot of salespeople, they don't give you a lot of choice. I have a package that I'm going to sell you today. It is my goal today to sell 10 of these or five of these or one of these packages that I am thinking about. And, and it's about me selling you something and make a commission. It is not about me helping you purchase something that you would want to have if you truly understood it and knew how to pay for it in the most efficient way. I hope that's making sense to you, but that's really what it's about. Waiver premium, in my opinion, is the most important element of a life insurance policy. If I have a term life insurance policy, I want to have waiver premium. And, and, and I want to make sure that whoever I purchase the term insurance from, because remember, there are companies that sell what I call cheap term insurance. And, and cheap term insurance, the waiver of premium may, if I become disabled and I meet their requirements, which means in most cases I have become disabled and I'm unable to perform my regular occupation for six months. At the end of six months, I'm deemed to be disabled, provided I can provide medical evidence from a doctor and now I go on this waiver premium. Now, what the waiver premium means is they waive me having to pay the premium and the insurance company now pays the premium. And, and that's the process. Now, that definition of disability, after two years, in most cases, is going to change to income or occupation 
available to you through education, training, and experience. Okay. There are a few companies that I'm aware of that the definition goes out for five years of your occupation. And that's important to understand that because when you're buying these policies, you think they're all the same. Well, all term insurance is the same. It is not. All whole life insurance is the same. It is not. Permanent life insurance, it's all the same. It is not. Universal life insurance is a player that came onto the field in the late, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, by a company named E.F. Hutton. Remember them, E.F. Hutton? When E.F. Hutton talks, everybody, that was their moniker, that was their advertising. Well, E.F. Hutton created this insurance policy that had a savings element and a term insurance element in one wrapper, and they called it Universal Life. And, and E.F. Hutton went out of business, but they became Executive Life Insurance Company of California, and they threw everything into this life insurance, universal life thing. And during the decade of the 80s, when interest rates were extremely high, those things looked so good, man, I'm going to be a multimillionaire someday. Well, none of that happened. And there were lawsuits all across the insurance marketplace. So I'll get into that because that's going to be next week. We're going to spend all next week on the life insurance element of this protection component. But I just want to talk about this waiver premium benefit that is in this disability element on, on this component. So waiver premium is important to understand. If I have term life insurance, I'm young. I have a family. Yeah, I'm young, Tom Young. I mean, young in age and I have a family, I want to make sure that I have life insurance equal to my economic human life value or as close to that as I can get. And a lot of times I do that with a lot of term life insurance on top of some whole life insurance to start the savings element, to start saving money and to learn the discipline of saving. So there are many, many benefits with this and I'll get into that uh, toward the end of the week and into next week in the life insurance. But I want to talk about disability. Because if I become disabled, the insurance company is going to pay the premiums on the term insurance. A few of the companies will, if I'm permanently disabled, they will convert the term insurance to a permanent plan of insurance. And 99% of those companies will convert it to a universal life policy that doesn't guarantee anything. And, and they may pay part of that universal life premium. If you read my book, Life Insurance Will It Pay When I Die, there's a gentleman in there that lives, that's within 25 miles of me. He's now gone, he's passed away. When I met him, he had a universal life policy. And he had a waiver premium benefit that paid the premium that was stipulated in the contract. It was a $3,500 premium, $3,250 or something like that. And the company put him on waiver and paid that premium through all those years. But when he got to 64 years old, even that premium that they waived because the interest rates changed wasn't enough to make that policy last. And that's another story for next week. We'll get into it in more detail and I'll talk about that, that example, that true example. But waiver premium is very, very important. 
when I put it on to a dividend paying mutual whole life insurance policy, it literally guarantees the savings are still going to happen. So even if I become disabled, I'm going to create all these hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars of cash value over my lifetime with no restrictions. It's still there. It's still tax free. And even the premiums the insurance company paid under this disability benefit are income tax free. So I'm going to wrap up there today. We'll get into the medical insurance. I'll touch on here before we're done. Uh, but, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. But imagine you became permanently disabled. How much money are you going to have in your 401k when you get to retirement? Because under the law, if you don't have earned income, nobody else can put money in your 401k or contribute to your IRA plan. So you're dead in the water. So you're not going to have any semblance of savings long term. I want my savings and they have been protected. I had a heart attack in 2006 and, and, and I utilized some of that benefit and I'm so glad that I did because it made all the difference in the world in what I have today because of that. I have utilized that benefit. I have several clients. One of them has been disabled for the last 20 to 25 years and the money going into his life insurance has created literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash value in his policies because of that disability benefit. So it is real. Tomorrow we'll touch on health insurance and maybe government social security tomorrow. Uh, and, and we'll get through this as much as we can. Uh, I'm almost 20 minutes into my talk today and I don't want to go beyond 20 minutes. Uh, because people are going to tune me out. And so here we go. I want you to get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. You, you, you got to get that book. My whole life is in that book. All these little stories and vignettes I talk about are in that book. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can email me at thomasyoung at 1stconsultantsinc.com and we'll send you the book autographed by me. Uh, and, and we'll send you an invoice through PayPal to pay for it. It's easy to do. Or you can go to cfo-project.com, sign in, put your name and email address in. You'll get a link that will give you the ability to download onto your computer or your cell phone a PDF copy of the book. Get it for free. There it is. But in that CFO-project.com is an opportunity to invest $47 in yourself, $47 into your financial education. There are four books that are available there. You'll actually have gotten five because you'll have downloaded a copy of my book. You'll get a copy of life insurance. Will it pay when I die? And boy, there's a secret chapter in that book. Chapter eight. You don't want to miss chapter eight. It explains opportunity cost. There is more wealth lost in America, in the world, by opportunity cost than any other way. People lose over their lifetime millions of dollars of wealth through opportunity cost. That's chapter eight in that book, okay? Jumpstart your financial freedom. That's a compilation of a bunch of stories, articles, and information in a chronological order that will really help you think better about money and finances. There is 
a partial copy of Nelson's book, the part one of Nelson's Infinite Banking Concept book. It is a must-read book. And then the other one is Live Your Life Insurance. And it's a book by Kim Butler with a foreword by me. So those are the four books plus a one-hour video that is now titled The Wicked Wicked Game. And it talks about the government. There are three segments in that video. They will change your financial life. They will change the way you think about money and they will help you understand some opportunities that lay in front of you that you don't even know exist. So with that in mind, God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon. Here we go.